0: how's it going? Welcome to Before I Die, the podcast that questions your own mortality, but in a fun way. I'm your host, Aaron Guillen. I live on Vancouver Island on the west coast of Canada. I'll be taking you with me as we unpack what it was like for guests to cross a single item off of their bucket list for the first time. Okay guys, hey, welcome. Uh, today, I'm joined by a longtime friend of mine, Abby Woldesati. She's got the best steal your phone and take a selfie game. Uh, she's probably the only person that can handle more spice than I can. And she absolutely hates it when you sing the lyrics before they're actually sung. Isn't that right, Abby?
1: Yeah, it's the worst thing in the world. Like, top five biggest pet peeves. Honestly, it, just, just, uh, it
0: really is really annoying. Um, but I love to do it to her and it's it's a great pastime of mine.
1: You know what else you love to do? What? You love to like, click a song and then like play it for a little bit you mentioned this in her podcast too yes and then he like switches it and it's so annoying
0: you oh know what God. we're not gonna talk about my own issues we're gonna talk <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> talk you. about yeah you this is all about you abby today uh. but yeah abby welcome to the podcast thank you we're so glad to have you here um and for for the listeners also i have my sister in the background Hi. um she's chilling she's she's listening also in Live so every now and then she mm-hmm. will definitely talk when she's not supposed to the the juice the funny the juice and the funny um let's let's move on let's 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 kind of go into why we're all here today Mm -hmm. we want to get to know you first so you know where when and why do we meet so just to make it super simple um for those that don't know we we (laughs) met each other when i don't even know probably was it almost a decade ago or like eight nine years when did you move here we moved in 2011 yeah so, so about a decade ago. almost about a decade ago i we definitely met when we were young at church yeah but we didn't talk for no, we for didn't talk for th- maybe two or three years maybe i don't no, know well
1: the thing is i was very close with the silva the silvas are also people who go to our yeah church.
0: other like um, mutual um, friends yeah
1: mutual friends so like we were like close to them and then you were also really close to them so i feel like we did talk but like it was forced
0: communication definitely i would agree i would agree with sports communication but somehow over time um we just got to know each other a lot better i think yeah. there was a ton of camping trips that we had with um basically the christian version of scouts mm-hmm. um kind of all going on these adventures and it was i don't know we'd like went mushroom picking and knot tying and
1: oh my all those like little
0: geocaching. geocaching i don't know if y'all know that what wow. that is but it's basically like look for like what, It's tiny? like a
1: worldwide scavenger hunt. Yeah,
0: it's super, super fun. But yeah, we got to know each other kind of time right. over time. Um, and more recently, just kind mm-hmm. of uh, going down the hit list, uh, we went to California together with a group of friends. Yeah. And that was super, super fun. That
1: was super fun. Um, that was like 2018. Two years ago, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was a, an experience. I'll say that. It was an experience. <laughs> I remember one of the worst yeah. days. And let's not go into the detail, but... <laughs> <laughs> um it was really really hot um
1: yeah like almost just generally like
0: every day but it was specifically hot in la i think we opened the door to the like the airplane cabin and we stepped outside Mm -hmm. it was like 45 or something or like Mm -hmm. nearly 50 yeah it felt like an oven
1: yeah because that day we were flying from san francisco to la Mm-hmm. so like the second we got off the plane it was just so bad
0: it was absolutely the worst it, like drained your energy mm-hmm. um but taking us back to san francisco um mm-hmm. there was a restaurant that we went to i think it was either the day before or the day of uh 4th of july because yeah, yeah. we were like running around the city we were like mm-hmm. we gotta like have do the most things we can yeah. and we stopped by an ethiopian restaurant yeah. and it was amazing because you ordered for us and it was mm-hmm. amazing amazing food now share your kind of side of what we got yeah. and like the experience that you had when we were there.
1: Yeah, so I'm Ethiopian, but I was born and raised in Canada. So I'm like a whitewashed Ethiopian, but I tried my best to order them the best food. Basically like the most traditional um, Ethiopian dish is this thing called injera. And it's like kind of like a flatbread that's a little bit more sour and more squishier and soft. And then you usually order it with a bunch of um, different curry type sauces. And so we just got a lot of those. Usually we get, like, big sharing platters if you ever go to an Ethiopian restaurant. You get to try a little bit of everything, and it's really good.
0: Mm. I remember when I first tried Ethiopian food. I think it was at church, and I only had injera, <laughs> And it was, yeah, it's, like, It'd kind of, like, gross. a sour taste. Yeah. And I just ate it on its own, and I was like, this is—is is this supposed to be good? But it's because you're to eat it with other things. Yeah. it's like the like a tortilla basically. To yeah, like,
1: basically. Yeah, and like a lot of this curries are like pretty spicy, so then the sour like evens it out.
0: Exactly. Like, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. You I don't really know. didn't. I was yeah, I was dumb. You mm-hmm. know, still parts of that carry on today. But still, you know, it, it is what it is. It is
1: what
0: it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, other times that kind of come to the foreground were um, bungee jumping in Whistler.
1: Bungee
0: jumping was a lot of fun. It was so fun. Um, was that the first time you did that? Yeah. Like ever? Yeah. Same for me. Yeah. And okay, take me to the moment that you were jumping because, okay, let me paint a picture. Mm. So all of us, I think it was like maybe five of us were jumping or four. I'm not sure. Um, you jump off of this bridge. It's pretty like generic bungee yeah. jumping type of thing. But the guy goes, you should fall backwards because it would make it more scary. And <laughs> I don't know if you were in the beginning or like near the end. Do you remember? I like, think I was like
1: right in the middle. So okay. I wasn't the last, but I wasn't the first. No.
0: No, you weren't the last. I think Azzy was the last. Yeah. Yeah. Azzy's so, also a mutual friend. As you See, also, I'm doing your job better than you are. Thank <laughs> you. You're explaining it so well. Um. So, yeah, you were in the middle. And <laughs> usually they go like, three, two, one. And then yeah. you jump. And then they went, three, two, one. And Abby's like, no, 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 no. No, I just stood there. It was so funny, and we're like, "Come on, like, are you gonna do it or what?" Because like we paid the money, we're yeah. all strapped up, we're like it was ready $120 to go. one hundred and twenty dollars <laughs> to jump off a bridge. Um, but yeah, to that moment, mm-hmm. you they said three, two, one, and what did went through your mind? Like,
1: I just you knew didn't you were move. gonna
0: jump, weren't? Didn't you? Yeah,
1: you know how people always say like, "Oh, in times of trouble, you have like flight or." Fight or wait. Flight. What, it, what or is what fight. is it? Fight or flight, flight
0: or, flight or, or, flight or f- fight or, flight. Flight, <laughs> or, or, or flight. flight.
1: Fight or flight. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm like. There's a third one. It's freeze, and I freeze. Like if um. there's anything that ever happens, I just freeze. You know.
0: hmm Yeah. So, so in that moment, you just like.
1: I was just like, huh what are you talking to me
0: (laughs) but then they were able to talk you off of the ledge and then the girl gave me like a little
1: bit of a nudge she was like okay we'll try again three two and then pushed me a little bit i was like "Ah!"
0: oh my goodness. and then so you went and how did that experience go
1: it was a lot of fun i would definitely do it again but it would take some like talking you know like i would go there and be like yeah i'm tough shit like i'll do it again but then the second i get on the bridge i'm like "Mm, no i'm good
0: oh my goodness Talking about heights too. Um, do you remember when we went hiking to Mystery Lake with Azzy, our mutual friend, mm-hmm. and you started climbing that like pole? Oh that, my like, god! Out of nowhere, I like forgot about that. <laughs> and I was like, "Are you like? <laughs> is this so allowed?" And you just started like climbing up. And for context, this is probably like. Okay, no, no, feet. I'm gonna
1: give it even better context. 50 feet. So basically what happened was Aaron had got us lost.
0: Okay, you know what?
1: Because we wanted to go swimming at a lake, and we saw <laughs> that there a was a trail, team. like a hike trail, to get to the lake. Yeah. And so Aaron was like, Don't worry guys, follow me. I got this. And he gets us lost. You're being and loud, so- Abby.
0: You're being really loud. <laughs> he gets us lost. No, I mean loud as in like attacking me <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, he gets us lost and then I'm like okay guys I'll like climb the pole and this is like a really really tall pole I think it was for a gondola
0: something like so, that actually yeah
1: so I'm like guys I'll like, climb electricity, the pole even... <laughs> so that I can like see where the lake is so that I can like lead us because clearly you're not leading as well yeah you're right I didn't see the lake it was like no. it wasn't high enough because it was like but...
0: below it was even farther mm-hmm. down yeah Um, and then long story short she climbed down we like Basically bushwhacked through like we did. I don't even know how we ended up at the lake, but we like <laughs> like sprung out of literally like yeah. the bushes. <laughs> and we're like we made it finally, and it was so sketch. It was such a sketchy that we did. The lake wasn't even nice. The like wasn't even nice. It was like standing water. Yeah, like, like you could stand in it. Um, but that was also a fun. Time. That was fun because <laughs> that was last summer.
1: And your car broke down that day.
0: Oh, you're right. Yeah. Wow. I completely forgot that.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Um, another experience that I want to bring up was. Um, Peru, yeah. Because you got super super sick. I was so so. Sick. Yeah. So for context, um, uh, we went on a kind of mission trip, service trip to Peru with a church, um, kind of building smokeless stoves mm-hmm. for the locals. Um, really fun trip, but you know we're mostly there just to, to serve, right? And yeah. Um, I think what was it second day, first day, like
1: it was. I think the first day we landed. So
0: tell me, like, what what did that feel like mm-hmm. when you?
1: <laughs> so basically, we went from vancouver which is pretty good air to what city were we in at first cusco yeah cusco cusco peru and they're like have they have really high altitude there mm-hmm. and my body just couldn't handle it because i grew up in vancouver i'm used to like <laughs> breathing my fresh healthy air and like i just shut down and i like felt really nauseous i had the worst migraine of my life i threw up and the people like the local people they gave me some herbs to like sniff
0: mm, what was the name of that
1: I don't know but I, it, I swear it was like cocaine plant honestly like, i think it was and it burned so bad but it helped like mm. it, i felt better after
0: but... Like the day after yeah really huh mm-hmm. well there you go yeah. and that was like a like a severe altitude sickness yeah or it was bad because yeah. i think it was only you wasn't it It was
1: only me and mrs Knopf, one of like the chaperones, yeah, I guess, chaperones. The K, yeah uh she also felt a little bit and they like brought up a huge oxygen tank <laughs> do you remember that yeah i remember that i like had her breathe
0: into it like like you good (laughs) like i was
1: the one who needed that
0: oh and then the last thing that to kind of bring up we're literally a day apart with birthdays yeah yeah oh Mm -hmm. wait no for like
1: no, um, no, there's a five-year in between. Yeah, there's, there's a five-year five gap.
0: For context, Abby is also not 22, like me. I am um, 17. Yeah, she's 17. Um... He's
1: hanging out with a minor. Crew. Oh, my... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: For
1: context, she's blinking. <laughs> she's blinking. Oh, my goodness. No,
0: um, yeah, yours is... We don't just. to... Uh, yours is the 22nd, yeah. mine is the 21st. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was just, like, a weird coincidence. Yeah. It was just funny, because... Did we ever have a joint birthday?
1: We did. The day that you uh um, Okay, so basically Victoria um she like threw us a surprise party by telling me that she was throwing a party for Aaron and telling Aaron it was for me and then we both showed up to the restaurant and like surprise it's for both of you.
0: And I I fell for it.
1: I fell for it too. I don't know why. I
0: was like, "Oh, guys, this is so good. Like we're going to get Abby so good." No, literally. and then like gave me gifts and i was like wait what's going on yeah 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 Yeah. we went to our favorite spot red robin shout Mm -hmm. out actually no i don't want we need a sponsor from them to mention them never mind okay so let's go into the first part and and as to why we're all here so the Mm -hmm. first part is what did you check off of your bucket list and you were telling me before that um you were able to go to ethiopia when you Mm -hmm. were younger and you know meet large members of your family yeah so when did you go paint a picture for me mm-hmm.
1: so i went when i was pretty young i think i was 10 years old and me and my family we went for a whole month and we got to travel all through ethiopia and meet a lot of relatives mainly on my mom's side but yeah i would say about 70 percent of my family is back in ethiopia and so it was really cool to be able to meet them and interact with them even though i don't speak the language it was still like really interesting to you know, how my parents translate for us, mm-hmm. and just, like, have conversations with people that I never thought I would meet. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you were going there, um, remind me again, what's the actual name of the language?
1: It's Amharic.
0: Amharic. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you still know, like, common phrases and kind of uh, yeah. sayings or anything? or?
1: I can like understand basic things, but I can't really speak it that well. Languages have never been my thing. Like, I fail French. I'm like, English, and you know, that's my only language. Like, I I can't speak languages for the life of me. It's just not in my DNA. But
0: yeah, so you were you were pretty young when you went, though. I was really young, yeah. Yeah, what was there any like big things that you remember happening when you were mm-hmm. there?
1: Oh, do you wanna hear about like how we almost died? Yes. I would love okay, to hear the okay. time we almost died. So we were traveling from one city to the next to visit some more family. Okay. And we were on this big highway and it was me, my brother, and then my, my parents, my mom and my dad, and then one of my uncles and one of my cousins. My cousin was like a kid, like a toddler, like three or four. Mm-hmm. And we were driving down and the car just broke down in the middle of the highway. So we, like, pulled to the side, and we were, like, waiting for somebody to, like, help us, maybe hitchhike. And a big bus comes by, and, like, they're like, oh, we have space. If you're going to the city, like, we can help you. But the thing is about Ethiopian buses, so it wasn't a bus. It was, like, a typical white van that you would find in, like, a creepy movie. Just, like, filled with people. Like, people were sitting on the floor. People were sitting on each each other's laps. Like, it was not safe whatsoever. No seatbelts, nothing like that. But they're like we can pick you up and take you so mm-hmm. we're okay so me my mom my brother and my cousin we all get into the uh bus quote quote unquote, unquote. bus and my dad and my uncle stay back to try to like fix the car mm-hmm. so the highway that time was like really windy and it was only one direction um no one lane for one direction and one lane for the other direction mm-hmm. so if you wanted to like pass a car you would go into the other lane would have cars coming the other way so um we were going around like a curve a big curve and there was a really slow car in front of us so the bus driver i thought i guess thought it would be a good idea to like you know try to pass it so as they pull into the other lane we're turning around the curve and this huge semi-truck like 18-wheeler semi-truck is coming the other way straight towards
0: us (laughs) is this like downtown or is this like rural like area it's like on the
1: like rural highways what yeah oh okay And we're like, oh, my God. And I was just a little kid at the time, so I didn't really understand how severe it was. Mm. But it was really bad. So, um, you know, obviously, we're not going to crash into the car. So the driver tries to, like, turn really hard to the right, and he goes on to the two right side of the wheels. Mm. So, like, the truck is now, like, (laughs) tipped on the side. And then um, we, like, spin around a little bit and then, like, stop. Yeah, And then um we turned around to like look at what happened to the 18-wheeler and it had fell on its side but nobody it had
0: fallen on its side yeah oh like, because it tried like, to like, avoid it tipped you off. too yeah oh, so shoot. it tipped
1: onto its side but nobody got hurt no crash happened but like it was so close so
0: that could have been like
1: it was crazy
0: absolutely the worst
1: and i was like a little kid being like that's fun (laughs) it was like a roller coaster (laughs) yeah i'm like okay but i'm hungry
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness sheesh wow that's a very vivid memory i guess
1: yeah there's still a lot of family that's here that i haven't gone to meet yet like Mm -hmm. we have a couple relatives in toronto in winnipeg and we have a couple in the states i think i have a uncle in colorado but majority of my family is in Ethiopia. And yeah, I met most of my mom's side, so I got to meet a lot of her brothers and sisters. And it was really cool to see how, like, they lived their life and how my mom grew up and how my dad grew up. Because it's a lot different than, like, my culture, my lifestyle, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So it made me feel, like, more appreciative, I guess. Mm-hmm. To, like, see how my family is living and see how different it is, but how, how we're still, like, all connected. Mm. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, so have you been back since then?
1: I haven't, but I really want to go back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, my parents... We were actually talking about going this year before coronavirus hit. Aw, oh, shucks. But hopefully sometime in the future, we'll go back to talk to the relatives some more. I still, like, call some of the uncles every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But it's um, pretty small about communication. Mm. I don't know how else to say that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I... I kind of feel that too, even though I feel like I have maybe a little bit more family mm-hmm. um, here directly since we're, I guess, no, we're both first, second generation, aren't we? Second generation.
1: What is second generation? Um, like <laughs> our parents came here. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So both of our okay. parents
0: came here before and then settled in like the North, in North America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then we were born. Yeah. So we're both second generation. So I was even talking about this with someone else, but how do you feel that kind of changed your like identity as... um an Ethiopian mm. being in Canada.
1: Yeah, I feel so disconnected to my culture because a lot of um family friends that I know like uh still go back to Ethiopia pretty regularly and because like financial reason, like we were never able to do that. So I kind of feel a little bit of disconnect because I'm just so used to the Canadian way, Canadian lifestyle. Grew up in a very like whitewashed community, you know, mm. I'm pretty whitewashed myself, so I really do wish I had more connection to, like, my culture.
0: Mm, Definitely. I mean, I think one of the most interesting things is I was talking um, with another friend recently, and they were saying diversity isn't um, the color of your skin. Mm -hmm. Diversity is kind of... The way you were brought up and the experiences that you had because Mm -hmm. you know you look at a classroom and you go okay we've got um like someone from china we've got someone from ethiopia Mm -hmm. someone from the philippines and someone that's that's white yeah Uh, you know um they are all learning the same curriculum they're being taught the same things from the same teachers who have Mm -hmm. the same biases they're all in western culture right yeah so you when they grow up they're gonna think the same Mm -hmm. so just because of the color of their skin doesn't make them Mm -hmm. diverse right which
1: it just shows how similar we all are we're all just humans just because like we have different color of skin doesn't mean like make us different whatsoever it's the way you grow up you know
0: no not at all not at all um even another friend was telling me um uh he saw this this post on instagram about um uh, a camp counselor Mm -hmm. who young uh, some young kids asked her um, why are we all different, like colors, and like yeah. like why why are we all like this, right? Um, and she was like, oh, I feel like this is a big question to answer. Yeah, well,
1: like getting into race and right.
0: <laughs> um, and she she was very like hesitant, but then she realized mm-hmm. like everyone has, and she phrased it as a superpower. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, like. um... Uh, people who, like, were in Asian countries had to go through a lot of um, cold kind of temperatures and yeah. and windy areas, so their body atap- adapted to it, mm-hmm. right? And just as, um, you know, people throughout Africa um, have darker skin, they produce more melanin, right? Yeah. And it's their superpower, so they don't have to get burned as much. And, like, yeah. we are all we all come from the same start, mm-hmm. right? But people see it as, um, I don't know, lesser than and more than, yeah. but everyone has their own superpower. And I found mm-hmm. that to be really... A creative way to explain mm-hmm. it to people because it's just so disheartening when you hear about you know today's kind oh, of i don't know if you want I to jump into that
1: i mean we can get into it we can, but we can, it's a we, lot
0: we can hop in if you want um Maybe i mean you, like
1: dip your toe in yeah now? let's dip our toe in a little <laughs> bit so
0: <laughs> we can dip our toe in so mm-hmm. so black lives matter the movement has been worldwide mm-hmm. it's um it's been enormous. I I can't explain yeah. it. Other than that, um, you went down to one of the pr- first protests that happened here yeah. in Vancouver.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, tell me about that experience.
1: Yeah, it was really nice to see so many people come out. There was one actually really interesting moment that I had because I went with my mom, and while we were like planning on leaving, because first of all, it's very overwhelming to listen to a bunch of reasons why people like hate you, and it's just like based off the co- color of your skin. Mm-hmm. Like it's very hard mentally to listen to a lot so we ended up leaving early and there was a white lady and she stopped us and she says just so you know i'm here for you and i think her intentions were good but the way it came out was like really degrading i want to say because she was like yeah just so you know i took the time out of my day so that you can have rights i'm like excuse me i'm already supposed to have rights do Mm. i not have rights right now like Mm. it's just very it was very condescending And I still think about that moment all the time. My my mom was, like, about to fight the lady. She was like, excuse me? What did you just say to me? But, yeah, I ended up going to another one of the protests. And that one I also ended up leaving early because I just felt so overwhelmingly drained. And part of me, like, feels like a bad black person for, like, having to, like, take a step aside and say, like, listen, I just can't mentally handle this but I need to be in the right state of mind to mm. continue the fight, you know?
0: Definitely, and yeah. it's it's a big thing, you know, even in the community asking um, mm-hmm. Black people to share their experiences, to share their mm-hmm. traumas, and to share the times when they felt the lowest of the mm-hmm. low, and that's not something that we can just expect yeah. from, from the Black community. Mm-hmm. It's not something to be like, oh, just share your trauma, like, just, yeah. just go back, take me there when you were, like, yeah. pinned against the, the ground. Like, that shouldn't be as mm-hmm. easy as we painted out to be yeah like oh why aren't you sharing your story right Mm -hmm. like it's not I've learned and I've been learning over just even the past month that it's not you know my job to to be taught by black people yeah it's that's not my my like place to Mm -hmm. ask them to educate me yeah i have to learn to educate myself Mm -hmm. before and get to know the names get to know their stories before i kind of just expect them to Mm -hmm. just kind of pour out this like wealth of knowledge on me to to make me i don't know like Mm -hmm. woke or something yeah which I think a lot of people are very conflicted about. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, why aren't you attending the rallies? Yeah. Like, not I see you there. It's like, well, maybe there's a lot of stuff that they've gone through mm-hmm. that they just kind of can't process right now. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really different for everyone.
1: Yeah, like the rallies and the protests definitely made me realize how many racist incidents I've had. Like I didn't notice it until now. Okay, I'll give you one moment. Mm. This was last week. I was talking to my friend and. I was just like getting ready to leave because we we're going to go out and I was like oh do you have the ID and she was like why would I need ID I'm like oh like I don't know if you get stopped by the police and they ask for ID and she's like that's never happened to me and she was white and like the second she said it it like clicked mm. I was like oh it's normal to not get stopped every once in a while because I want to say I get I've gotten stopped at least once a year mm. but for no reason. Mm. I think there was one time where I got stopped because they were looking for somebody who looked like me. But besides that, they'll just like stop me and say, "Hey, how are they going? Can I see some ID?" And that was just like normal to me, and I didn't realize it wasn't. Or like um, when people are always saying, "Oh, I get followed in stores," I always thought, "Oh, I'm just it's just because I'm a teen, I'm a teen yeah. girl. I dress a little like streetwear style. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably why I get followed." But my friends that dress the exact same have never gotten followed in stores and never been asked, oh, do you have money for that? Can you pay for that? Mm. And those are just little things in my life that I never realized were racist Mm. until now.
0: That's the thing too is we, I'm not gonna say we. I didn't yeah. realize that um, these microaggressions were as apparent. I guess um, yeah. because I thought of racism more as a violent mm-hmm. kind of form. You yeah. know, someone like screaming in your face, yeah. or someone like physically like mm-hmm. aggressive, right? Um, but I find in in Canada, it's a very underlying kind of mm-hmm. racism. It's some. Sure. Um, it's a racism that kind of it's joked about, right? Yeah. It's like oh, like ha ha ha, like you're you have darker skin than me. Like it's very like mm-hmm. I don't know, funny, but not yeah. funny at all. Like i don't know how do you feel about the whole movement just kind of put a bow on it and we can start you know going
1: oh yeah i could
0: talk about this for hours oh yeah but, same yeah um how do we keep a movement like this kind of going um where it's not just a hashtag and it's not just a black square on instagram because mm. don't get me started about that
1: yeah okay wow um that's a big question it is a big question i feel like a lot of people in our generation say that they're ready to fight but they aren't And until everybody can actually band together and put in the work, more than just one week, two week, oh, post on a Tuesday, a black screen. Because, like, I see nothing wrong with the whole, like, Blackout Tuesday thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I have participated in it, too. But if that's all you're going to do, then it's not making a difference. And until you're, like, ready to put in the work, it's just not, nothing's going to change.
0: Definitely. Yeah. It doesn't just take, you know, attending one protest. I no. Think, you know, i um, just taking a picture and being mm-hmm. like, hey, I made it. Yeah. Um, and then kind of moving on with your life. Yeah. Because I think the, the thing that scares me the most is the fact that uh, Derek Chauvin will be arrested or he has already been arrested yeah. but um sentenced mm-hmm. and you know maybe half of the people will be satisfied yeah. with that saying you yeah. go we got what we wanted quote yeah. unquote. and it's like no I don't think you've realized that we've gotten mm-hmm. what we wanted because every system that's been made in this mm-hmm. um country and North mm-hmm. America and the world actually yeah. let's just say it um yeah. is systemically racist yeah it's it's it, it's made in a way that it's not made to benefit mm-hmm. um black people and people of color and yeah. and it, it benefits the the, the people that mm-hmm. have the most power and yeah. usually that's white people mm-hmm. right so it it takes change in every one of our lives and i think this yeah the thing that's the toughest is it's going to take a lot of awkward conversations
1: it really is um
0: i've had my fair share since you know i've been learning mm-hmm. about it and you know that's Part of it is is me learning to be a better ally. Yeah. Um, part of it is, you know, standing up for other people when they can't be there to be s- stood up for. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm in circles that don't include sometimes black people mm-hmm. and I don't want to let kind of certain mm-hmm. words slip by or yeah. like certain kind of jokes kind of just yeah. go to the side because mm-hmm. it's if if they see that it's OK with me, mm-hmm. then they'll assume that it might just be okay with someone else
1: yeah for sure
0: so that's and i of- just
1: also want to say i am not um innocent to racism like just because you're black or a person of color does not mean you can't be racist and i have definitely been learning from my mistakes and looking back on times where i've made inappropriate jokes or made um i've said stuff that i really shouldn't have and i wish i could go back and apologize to every single one of those people but like unfortunately i can't so I'm just going to try to learn from my mistakes and move forward. And I feel like everybody should just try to do that.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it even works with um, with immigrants, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're here and we still have a family back in Ethiopian Philippines. Yeah. For some reason, sometimes it feels like we look, I'm going to say for myself, yeah. I look down sometimes on people from the Philippines mm-hmm. if they're coming like fresh off the boat. Yeah. And that phrase is, is also kind yeah. of very, very hurtful in in, yeah. in what I say, Um Thinking that somehow because we don't have as harsh of an accent mm-hmm. That we're more entitled to Canada no. Or um, I don't know It's just a weird kind of in- like societal I thing exactly That we just kind of think we're better than yep. But that is literally the way that um, colonialism is used To separate mm-hmm. um, people of color amongst themselves mm-hmm. You know they're saying like No you, you are kind of owned by the Europeans mm-hmm. Or like the Italians or something else XYZ yeah. like the Dutch so then people are just fighting within themselves, even exactly. though we're all people of color. I know. Being like, I'm better than you. It's like, wait a sec, hold up. Like Hold on, we're the same. Like- <laughs> we're the same and we're being oppressed by the same person. Yeah. Or group of people. Yeah. So it's it takes that realization and mm-hmm. it takes those conversations to exactly. be like, wait a sec, we've just had like our bandanas on our faces the entire yep. time. So that's that. I don't know if you want to add anything, but
1: i think i think it's
0: good <laughs> it's, it's a lot it really is yeah. a lot um but i think that's a good time we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break a yeah. breather mm-hmm. um well abby is gonna give me the best piece of advice that she's ever received huh? and uh yeah, yeah it's coming <laughs> and you can find that on our instagram page at before i die podcast we will be right back All right, and we're back, guys. Uh, Before we get into the second half of our podcast where we talk about what Abby still wants to check off her bucket list, we're going to launch straight into a rapid-fire series of questions, okay? So this is just off the top of your head answers, uh, but there is a small twist. If at any point an answer grabs my interest, Mm -hmm. we're going to stop and dive into it. How does that sound? Okay, perfect. All right, ready? And three, two, one. If you had one superpower, what would it be? It's freeze time. Okay, biggest pet peeve?
1: Uh, your singing thing. This is <laughs> uh, what was the
0: most memorable nickname that you had growing up?
1: Abs, because there was somebody in my class who was also named Abs, and it was just awkward.
0: Mm, sorry to hear that. Who would play you in a movie of your life? Zendaya. Zendaya, nice. Uh, one day you would never want to relive again. What would Ooh. it be?
1: Honestly, I would relive every single day.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice.
1: Every day is like a building experience or character building. Is that what it is? Yeah, character okay, building safe.
0: experience. Oh that's cute. That's yeah. cute. Uh, first celebrity crush.
1: Ooh, uh, either the guys from Big Time Rush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that. I think that's it. That yeah, Big Time Rush. That's mm-hmm.
0: it. Uh, what was your closest near death experience besides you know the the crash in Ethiopia?
1: I think that's the only one.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow, that's that's lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was the last time that you cried? two days ago. Mm, nice. What is the best thing that you've ever eaten?
1: Door what mm. <laughs>
0: Describe your most embarrassing childhood moment in three words.
1: Teacher, hospital, panic attack.
0: <gasps> mm. What? Do I want to go into this? I don't know if I want to. No, I think I'm going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> what are you most addicted to?
1: Biting my nails.
0: Mm. What are you most afraid of?
1: Mm, being forever alone or spiders.
0: Okay, what's your go-to song in karaoke?
1: If I Ain't Got You by Alicia Keys. Or
0: Alicia Keys. Alicia. Alicia Keys. Okay, you know what, for some reason, I just want to kind of dive into this. Um, oh. Yeah, let's, let's go into this. So, uh, Alicia. Alicia Keys. Alicia, she I, goes like, by Alicia. I, like, said it and I
1: instantly realized I was wrong.
0: <laughs> Miss Alicia Keys, uh, what is the song again?
1: If I Ain't Got You. If I
0: Ain't Got You. When did you realize that this was, like, your song?
1: Um, I don't know, it's always been, like, a shower song. And then yes. one day I like, went out to karaoke, not with you guys, like a different time. Mm-hmm. And I sang it, and I'm like, this is my song, this is my moment. It's it. Nice. I know every single word, so it's just really easy to sing.
0: Oh, sweet! There's something about being in a shower when you're singing that just makes you sound like
1: you sound so good. Oh my God! You sound like
0: an angel. Yeah. Right. You're like, wow. Why am I like blessed by God? And the then gods?
1: like when I'm here, I'm like, ah, wow.
0: <laughs> wow, a live sampler from Abby. <laughs> Thank you so much for giving for blessing you're us. You're welcome. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Like I don't even remember you singing when we went out to karaoke before no are you like sing along i'll sing like along the, you sing along with a yeah. group yeah um is there any other like songs that you like by alicia keys
1: or just alicia that one? keys a- alicia
0: sorry see if we both do it okay <laughs> we're um, just gonna not like say her correctly
1: yeah uh i think that's like my favorite one
0: you know what's good no one i recently no re-found one. it
1: no one. that's a good song
0: is uh, it it's like we're gonna get copyrighted <laughs> my apologies um, <laughs> uh, we're gonna go back into the questions oh, yes. um, if there was one food that you would erase from existence what would it be?
1: sushi <sighs> I am tired of being shamed for hating Suji.
0: <laughs> you know what? You're not the only person that thinks that way, and I'm not going to go into it because it just hurts me too much to talk about it. Okay. Um, one thing that you will never do.
1: Nothing. I would try everything once. Really? Yeah
0: final answer except
1: for hard drugs okay there we go like heroin no but like other drugs yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway
0: that's the end of the questions we've reached the end of it already oh, perfect so quick so quick well thank you for for taking part
1: you're welcome
0: yeah for, for being so so open kind of and fun. honest it was fun um so let's get into part two of, of why we're here so oh, yes. what do you still want to check off your bucket list and this is when i heard this it just made me like smile from ear to ear because <laughs> um I'm, a, I'm i was a fan of this show so survivor Mm. You, Abby, want to be on Survivor.
1: Yes. Not only do I want to be on it, I want to be the youngest female to win, and I want to be the first Canadian to win.
0: So help me understand, Yes. Canadians are allowed to mm-hmm. play Survivor. Yes. Um, first of all, I think everyone knows what Survivor is, but if you don't know and you live under a rock mm-hmm. for some reason, could you explain what Survivor is? Yeah,
1: sure. It's like basically a reality TV type show, but it's like a competition, and recently they've been going to fiji and you're stranded on an island you cook your own food you build your own shelter and you compete in competitions and basically every week they have tribal council where basically one person will get kicked off the island and say see ya later and your goal is to get to the end and the people that kicked you off then vote for who they want to win.
0: Oh, uh, the best part of it all. <laughs> yes. Honestly. So, so take me back to when you first found your love of Survivor because you were telling me that you've watched it like a, a good amount of seasons.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started watching pretty young with my family. Like, every once in a while if it was on TV, we would just watch it, put it on. But I kind of like lost my connection to it for a while. And then when I was 12 or 13, I remember season 30 was on TV. And I was just like, oh, I should watch this. And I just fell in love. I became addicted. I watched every single episode. I would not let anybody in my family touch the TV on Survivor (laughs) night. Like, do not talk to me on Wednesday night. Wednesday night, eight tonight. Like, no. I will. I will pause the TV and just look at them. I'm like, are you done? I will respond to anybody. No. Um,
0: The glory days of TV, watching it live. Honestly, I
1: still do it. Like, really? It feels wrong if I don't watch it on Wednesday night from eight to nine. Like, I will cancel plans for Survivor.
0: Oh my goodness, this is such a rare person to come across i like never watch live tv no anymore. of course
1: no i my friends are always like do you want to hang out i'm like no i'm busy You're like do you
0: know what's on channel five do you
1: know what's <laughs> do you know what's happening on global tv tonight like
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's so amazing oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, so so you've been watching it then for a decent time for a Decent and time, yeah. what was the best for, for all the survivor nerds out there if they're mm-hmm. listening what was the best season that you've seen so um, far um
1: season 28 though i will say i just i just finished season 40 and i loved it because i don't want to spoil anything but like i'm going to spoil it, you can spoil it. tony block tony blanco like won again and it was the second time winning he won season 28 which is mm-hmm. my like all-time favorite season and was it the was... bald
0: guy or like italian yes yes okay. yes oh he the, won the, the cop no i don't like him because he like sold his mom down the river being like in the first season he's like was you know what
1: <laughs> oh you know
0: what i'm not here for the <laughs> Same thing. His mom was dead. He's like, I swear, my dead dad. Yeah. Like I will vote for you, and like, and then he betrayed. No,
1: he didn't say he would vote for them. He said that he would keep them in, and then he like voted them out. And then he voted them
0: out. I was. Yeah, like, and he like swore wow. on
1: his badge and the everything. The
0: audacity.
1: Okay, but the thing is, I have so much respect for him because he owned up to it. And he said, Yeah, I did do that, and I don't regret it. And he stuck by his decision. And I'm like, Okay, I see you. I don't know how much I love him anymore because he's a cop. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, A mm, but. Yeah i still like adore him and he's one of my favorite players and cops are us is just it's like a duo with him and another person <laughs> like an alliance yeah. yeah and they like came back this season like the most recent season again i cried like it's such okay if you've never seen survivor <laughs> watch season 40 episode 12 i want to say okay i cried at the end of it as you're probably not gonna because you're not attached to the people but no and i dm'd um the other person in cops R us so mm-hmm. her name's sarah lucina yes and i dm'd her Long she girl. responded
0: no what did she say
1: she was like oh i just said oh i really enjoyed you like seeing you on the season um you're a huge inspiration She was like thank you and i was like oh my
0: god wow She noticed me. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool yeah wow go figure that's that's insane mm-hmm. um so so all of the the challenges you know we, we've seen like yes. I, i'm familiar with it right yes. like they've got like the the Mm -hmm. betting on like the food challenge yes like like, like, standing like push their heads up against something or like building like a puzzle Mm -hmm. what do you think you would be best at
1: I think let's
0: market yourself like let's go
1: first of all I really enjoy puzzles survivor like people who choose who's on the show if you're listening this is my (laughs) this is my (laughs) addition okay I really enjoy puzzles so I feel like I'd be pretty good at that like slide puzzles I'm actually pretty good at but I genuinely think I have the mental state to like do the endurance challenges because mm. endurance Challenges are 100% a mental game, not a physical game.
0: Hmm. Yeah. What was one of the toughest ones that you've seen that they've done?
1: Hmm. I really don't want to do that one where you just, like, hold onto a pole. Because falling no. down looks so scary. Because the pole's really high up. It does. So, I don't want to do that. But that would always be really tricky. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like, holding things up with, like, your hands. It's always just, like tricky but
0: or like even like um i think they have them on their tippy toes and like their Mm -hmm. heads put like a block on the top yeah yeah that's really hard too that's so hard um i don't know what else there is but Mm -hmm. yeah so they do this over correct me if i'm wrong like a month of filming right
1: yeah Mm um it's um the show itself is 39 days so you'll be out on the island for 39 days but um, I think it takes about a month and a half, like if you get on the show, to like mm-hmm. do everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What survival skills do you have that you like can show off that you have? Like, um, going ready? back
1: to like our Christian scout days. <laughs> yes. So All right. um, we built a lot of like survival skills there. So I can still build fire. I tried with flint and steel, and I can build fire.
0: Whoa. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like I'd be pretty good at building a shelter as well, just because you know I'm super creative artsy. Bamboo. I could basically be an architect. Like, come on. 10 most we get on my level. <laughs> but um But uh...
0: Everyone's like wondering what just happened. <laughs> oh my gosh, just I'm not going to explain. It just look up. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um yeah, sorry. It's an inside joke, guys. <laughs> with uh how much mother fans but oh my goodness that's so funny <laughs> that was so organic <laughs> okay so so you're gonna be an architect you're like building the best yes. bamboo hut um yeah are you how would you approach the game because everyone has very like different i don't know like mm. like are you teaming up with the girls are you yeah. making secret alliances
1: um i think my strongest like suit or my strongest skill is that I'm so average like this sounds like a bad thing but in the game you don't want to be too good at anything so like I can swim okay I can like I'm have okay endurance but I'm not amazing at anything I'm not amazingly social like you know mm. I'm just average and I feel like people connect with that and say oh she's like kind of um useless like let's just keep her on board she's not gonna do anything but then at the end I'm gonna pounce mm. and I'm gonna kill all of them and I'm gonna win
0: yeah take advantage of their underestimation exactly, of exactly yeah Hmm. that that's that is a good strategy because mm-hmm. you've seen it with like you know big games like big brother and mm-hmm. amazing race they always go for the very like aggressive teams mm-hmm. to start off they're like those yeah. are the ones you need to get rid of first yeah but then you have to kind of play the the middleman game i think a mm-hmm. lot a lot of middleman game
1: yeah for sure mm-hmm. also if there's any survivor fans watching or, li- or listening um sandra diaz Twine, she's like the other two-time winner mm-hmm. i think she is so overhyped
0: Ooh. She Ooh. is
1: not the queen. Yo,
0: we're like she this is, is not the queen. Some... parvati
1: is the queen. You
0: <laughs> These can are some fight facts. Fight me
1: on this. I will fight you. parvati should have won heroes versus villains, which is what Sandra won for the second time.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Dang. Do you think that they've that the producers have made this game a little too skewed, where there might be too much power for the players?
1: Yeah, for sure. So a couple seasons ago, there was this guy who ended up winning the game because of a last minute twist. Where before, to get to the final three, where you would like have a shot of winning, hmm. um, you just had to win an immunity challenge and then like they would vote for the other two people who would go in. But then they switched it so that at final four, the person who wins immunity automatically gets to go and then some, they get to choose who they bring and then the other two people have to fight for fire. Oh. And so if that twist never like got introduced the guy would have wouldn't have won 100 percent. he would have gotten out at final four and he would have lost the game but because of the twist he got the chance to like build fire and he won so he made it to final three and i never was a big fan of him i never hated him either he was just kind of there but i feel like that was 100 percent an unfair a twist because if people were aware of the fact that that would happen at final four they would have voted him out sooner you know hmm.
0: And that really sucks for the rest of the players that kind of exactly. rel- relying on the other thing yeah. happening. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. That's really tough. So, so kind of going forward, you you've told me that you you've applied to Survivor mm-hmm, I have. before. How many times have you applied?
1: I okay. So basically, they just switched it recently okay. so that now sixteen year olds can apply, but before. What? It was yeah just like this year they switched it but before it was only 18 year olds could apply so i tried to apply multiple times and it just wouldn't let me and then this year back in like march when the season 40 just finished um they said at the end of the show like hey if you're a teen 16 17 18 you should apply to the show and i was like what
0: i was (laughs) like like, hold
1: up like i can apply so like the second they said that i went on my computer i went and i was like oh my goodness i can apply so i sent an application that day like i literally filmed myself and then instantly sent it because i was already at like 11 p.m at night so i was so tired and then the next week i filmed another video and i sent that one in as well and then a couple weeks later i sent in another one just you know Secure my spot
0: cover your base. Yeah, you know? and they
1: said like wait a couple months because they usually do casting in September mm. So I'm gonna wait a little bit more if nothing happens I'm just gonna keep on sending in applications cuz it's like my biggest dream
0: That would be crazy to be like in Survivor. Yeah, absolutely insane mm-hmm. and like um, They have so many different themes, I guess so it's, it's weird yeah. to kind of market yourself being like mm-hmm. who am I to the show without yeah. even knowing the theme like, for context, mm-hmm. they've done Beauty, Brains, Bronze. They've mm-hmm. done David versus Goliath. Yeah. They've done, like, what else?
1: They've done, like, a Blood versus Water blood where versus you, like, water. went on with your siblings or family members. How would
0: that work out with your siblings? Or your oh, friends?
1: I would not bring them. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? They're going to make me lose.
0: <laughs> what if they said the only way we want you on the show is if you bring Manu, which is his her brother. I would say no you would say no
1: like honestly he would ruin the game i'm sorry i love my brother i love my brother so much i love him so 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 much but he has no social skills (laughs) whatsoever and he would make me lose and i'm not about to have that
0: do you think there's any way you could use like that as an advantage i mean anyway
1: like actually if they actually said that i probably would say yes and just Mm -hmm. bring him and just say you know what just give up and be first boot because the other Blood, boost and Water season that they did, the sister, they were two twins, and one of them got first boot, and the other one won. So.
0: Whoa, okay.
1: Maybe that could work, but I don't know. Also, it would just break my heart to go on with, like, a family member, like, a husband or something, and then them win and not me, honestly.
0: Like, I'm just <laughs> too selfish. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say for... <laughs> like no for, yeah for for you to win and not them
1: no i don't <laughs> care i'll give two shirts about them are you kidding me <laughs> you? That's,
0: that's so funny but out of your family you would pick manu then if you had oh menu. yeah for yeah. sure my parents
1: would be like <laughs> flying out on the beach during the first challenge they'll take two steps and, like need a break How like
0: is. that's amazing
1: i'm just gonna say remember me if i get on the this show is true. this is remember very true remember me
0: one yeah. day yeah you have to let me know if you get on survivor
1: no, I'm not going to tell anybody until, what? like, I see how I perform. Because if I'm first boot, I'm just not going to tell anybody in this <laughs> hope nobody knows.
0: Oh my goodness, that would be so funny to see you kicked off the first episode. I
1: would cry my eyes out, yeah. That
0: would that would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, So we've come to the end of our time, yeah. but before we do, um, as with the theme of our podcast, I don't mm-hmm. want to leave this convo without anything un- left unsaid, you know, mm-hmm. before I die. Um, So I just want to say something. I think you you keep it real. You keep it, like, 100 mm-hmm. You're probably one of the most honest people that I've mm-hmm. I've met in, in my life. You know, you're yeah. not blunt though. You you you're yeah. honest about the way you go about things and um mm-hmm. I feel like you're actually very wise beyond your years. Oh my goodness, um, thank you. I don't I don't I don't say is like kinda dumb, but
1: thanks. No. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> because like, you know, we're growing up and I maybe I don't know, maybe underestimated mm-hmm. you. Um being like, Oh, like you're just a little kid. A little kid. Yeah. But just talking to you and having, like, deeper conversations. I realize, mm-hmm. hey, like, we're not at all much different. And, you know, mm-hmm. you have really good ideas. And yeah. show me new perspectives, too, mm-hmm. honestly. And yeah. you are, you're, like, a, a great critic, too. If I'm, like, slacking, you're <laughs> like, hey, like, keep it up. Like, what's yeah. going on? So I think that's, that's really great. I just want to yeah. say thank you.
1: Okay. It's a lot.
0: Of course, anytime. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for Abby for being a part of this podcast. Come back next week where we once again ask the timeless question, what do I want to do
1: before I die?
0: All right, that's the episode. See you.